0: So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Conner and his team, head over to jconner.com forward slash event. Again, that is j a y c o n n e r J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode.
1: So what is or are the biggest problems and challenges that this software fixed
2: it fixed having to have someone to sit there and individually type up offer after offer after offer it fixed the challenge of me basically i can figure out what everyone in the entire mls is willing to take for their house by putting offers in front of them so that fixed that challenge it's almost it worked as a branding piece too because you'd be surprised at how many offers we send out to a listing agent and they say, this seller's not motivated, but this one is, what could you pay for this house? There's a bunch of things that I never really thought it would do that we've gotten deals in a roundabout way just because we've put so many offers out into the market.
1: My guess is what a realtor sometimes thinks is the most motivated seller is the opposite is true once the offers actually go out. What I'm saying is, regardless of how motivated a realtor thinks a particular individual is to sell their house people. I mean, even the owner of the property, I've discovered they don't know what they're going to do until they got an offer sitting in front of them.
2: I agree with you a hundred percent.
1: I mean, it's like, you know, we did a deal recently where the owner of the house was an out of state owner, absentee owner, lived up in Chesapeake, Virginia. The house was down here in my area. It had been vacant and not habitable or livable for like four years. Built back in 1945, the after-repaired value was like 180 thousand dollars. Now it was going to be a big rehab. Here's the thing: the least my acquisitionist could get him down to over the phone, excuse me, in person, was sixty thousand dollars. Over the phone it was eighty. In person it was sixty. I told my acquisitionist to offer twenty. And of course, I was going to have to put like $80,000 in it in rehab.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And my acquisition has said, they'll never take 20,000. And I told my acquisition is two things because they were still in training. Number one, you have no idea what that seller is going to take until you make the offer. And secondly, you must justify your offer when you're talking with an off market seller and you're not you know, going through MLS. And they took the $20,000. Point of the story is, we don't know what people are going to do until that offer is actually in front of them.
2: Yeah. I agree with you. The, um, the thing is like in our market, we've got 5,000 active listings at any given time. That's 5,000 sellers that have raised their hand and said, I'm willing to sell my house. You, you just don't know which one of those 5,000 is super motivated and we're not buying 10 a month from the app, but we're buying two to three a month from the app and If you, obviously it's free for me because it's my piece of software, but we charge $500 a month. It's our second best return on investment piece of marketing, second to text messages.
1: Gotcha. So yeah, this is just really, really interesting, Caleb. Now, so you, you've got five, five just think about the number of listings that I've actually got here in my area. So here's another question before the offers go out is anybody on your
2: team looking at the properties you mean physically going to the properties no so we always advise anybody that's going to use the app to make sure they put some sort of out clause or due diligence period so if they lock something up the numbers don't work when we send somebody out there that they can get out of the contract without any harm and i will tell you. Does it happen? Yeah, I'd say probably about 20% of the time we put something under contract, get out there and just say, okay, no, that's not going to work.
1: Well, you read my my mind. I was going to ask you, what percentage of the time are you under contract? And by the time you do the walkthrough and the assessment, you're going, no, this ain't happening.
2: Not very often. The Google Street Views are so good these days and the pictures. We can usually have a pretty good idea of what we're getting ourselves into without even having to drive to the property.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And any good MLS listing is going to have good pictures as well of the exterior and interior as yep. well. So that answers that question. You, you got the due diligence period in there. Say you're a wholesaler like you are. So you yep. got, a, you got a wholesale team. And let's say you, you get it under contract and for whatever reason, none of your buyers list takes you down on the property you your out on that. Are you just getting out during the due diligence period as well?
2: We usually are. Or if the numbers work, then we'll take it down. But usually, if your buyer's list isn't going to buy it, then you shouldn't be buying it. Right. From <laughs> <laughs> what I found.
1: Right. Exactly. That's sort of like having your buyer's list is actually a very, very important part of your team, right? It's
2: checks and balances. A check and balance for, for your team, that's for sure. It's like an appraisal.
1: Right. So if you don't mind sharing, what's some of the criteria or the best criteria that you and your current clients are using for search criteria?
2: Yes. Yeah, so our best is the 90 days or, or longer on market. I mean, the like, house, like period? Just 90 days or longer. What we found is usually once people get past two months, they start getting pretty frustrated. Three months, they're getting really frustrated and they haven't seen any offers, and showings have really slowed down by the time you get three months on market with no offers. So 90 days or longer, we do under 300,000, two bedrooms or more. That's been our best save search criteria. You can also do, we have a save search criteria that's based on keywords, so it'll scrape the MLS and needs TLC, handyman special, needs love, investor special, so those are some of the keywords. And when we put those into one of the safe search criteria, every listing that has that in the notes anywhere will auto populate. That's been our second best performing list. So
1: you'll do that search criteria without the minimum of ninety days, right? You're correct. Just do the, the, you just do like those hot, those hot specials.
2: Yep, correct.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Wow. So. What lessons have you learned so far since using the software? What lessons have your current clients learned from using the software that people should be aware of? Like, you know, they contact you and they're interested in, you know, using the software to find, you know, motivated sellers. What are some lessons learned that you have discovered?
2: A lot of things. It's been interesting. So I built it, like I said, I demoed it with my own team for about a year. Then I had a friend in CG asked me about setting it up in their market. We set it up in their market and they had different challenges than we did. One of the challenges is, there are 7,000 real estate agents in our market, not all of them are friendly. Um, some of them go wild when you send them an offer at 55, 60 cents on the dollar. So now we built the app to where you can exclude certain agents if you want to. Uh, <laughs> just, just so you don't have to deal with them. What are some other things that we've had? You asked the question about the due diligence. That's super important. We learned that lesson. While you're thinking about that, so you
1: said in your area you got about 5,000 active listings, right? Uh, What's the population of your target market approximately?
2: Uh, About 800,000.
1: Okay, so you're you're in a big market. How often do you do new search criteria of, say, It's been in the multiple listing for 90 days. You check that every week. You check it once a month to send out new offers. How often?
2: So that's a really good question. We do it every day. Usually Justin, who's running the uh, Zoom offers app in our office, who's my cousin who's licensed, and he's an investor. He's sending out about 50 offers a day. And the app notifies you every 30 days of the houses that have not been re-offered on but it also, it, it will flag the one so you're not offering on the same house every day. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, so you check it every day. So check I every- guess every day it tells you the new list of houses that have now hit the 91st day.
2: Yep, and it'll show you the new houses that have hit the MLS, the hot sheet.
1: Gotcha, that's got the hot phrases, right? Motivated... I-
2: No, the new houses that just hit the MLS period that day. Okay. Now why would you want to look at those in the app? Just because it's easy for him to just scroll straight down and see which ones are in a price point or in certain neighborhoods that would be a decent deal or need love. And he just clicks, let's say it's listed for 100 and he thinks it's a deal. So he'll just click it, type 90,000, send offer, and that offer goes out. So he's checking the new ones every day and he's checking his saved search criteria.
1: Now, how does this, you mentioned something a moment ago, how does the software know that a property has had an offer on it or hasn't had an offer on it since you made an offer, if it didn't go under contract
2: and went into a pending status? So the app will tell you if you've made an offer on that property within the last 30 days. Okay. We'll
1: tell you, you obviously, you don't know about other people's offers. Okay. Correct. Okay. So how often will you go back in and make the same offer on the same property that it was rejected previously?
2: He does that about every 60 days.
1: So not every month.
2: Right. So, so, if, it, is- so
1: if it's been on the market for say 90 days, you make your offer and your offer is, is it typically 60, is it 60, 60 cents of listing or 60, 60 cents of whatever?
2: It's you, he offers the right, usually 60 cents, 60% of list price, so 60 cents on the dollar.
1: That's interesting that you're doing the percentage of the listing because a listing could be way high or a listing could be low instead of figuring your offer on say the value of the property as you would see it or the after or the potentially after repaired value.
2: We use the Zillow estimate and you can make a percentage of it off of that but he usually just mass offers at 60% of asking price and then sends them out and then fields counter offers all day. But that's why it's really important that you have that due diligence or your out clause in your contracts, because if something's way overpriced and you lock something in at a price that's too high, you you don't want to be stuck buying it.
1: Yeah. So, so what is his negotiating process since, you know, since he hasn't been there and walked through the, the house or the property, He's sending out offers at 60 cents of list. They come back and counter. What's his thinking process on, well, what's the most I'm actually going to offer on this property?
2: Yeah, so that's one of the things that we've learned. And that's been a process. He sent out like 1500 one day, and that just turned into a mess because it was too much for him to manage all the counter offers. But basically, when someone counteroffers back, if it's not more than 20% below asking price, he usually will just say we can't get there too far apart. But if it's 20% or further or below on asking price, then he'll go back and forth with the agent. By the pictures, he can usually tell about what it's gonna cost and what we can pay for it and why, but he does it all via email. So he's not taking phone calls all day long from these agents.
1: How many uh, offers will he send out now on average in a day or a week?
2: about 50, 50 a day. That's, that's manageable. Now out of 50 offers, how many,
1: on average, how many counters you go? out of 50? Well, you're doing two to three a month that you're actually yeah. buying, but out of 50 offers, so 50 times three, that's 1500. So you're doing 1500 offers a month. I'm saying just five days a week. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's 30 days. Anyway, I'm trying to think how many offers you got to send out that you're actually getting a deal. So that's a thousand. Yeah, so about a thousand. So you got to send out a thousand offers
2: to get three deals. It the it really depends on the market. Like we're picking up 2 to 3, but we're in a very low inventory market. Um, we've got a guy in Birmingham, Alabama that he told us about 2 months ago he picked up like 11 deals one month. My lens. Yeah. I mean, that's not typical
1: result. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, Caleb, let's let uh, everybody know how to get in contact with you, how to get information on getting the uh, software in their area and et cetera.
2: Yeah. All you have to do is go to zoomoffersnow.com and put in your contact information and click submit and it'll send you a quick demo video of how it works, the pricing sheet and everything. It's really simple. But just go to the website.
1: All right. So everybody, make sure you got it and we'll put it up here uh, on the video as well at www.zoom, Z O O M, offers, O F F E R S, now, N O W.com. Zoomoffersnow.com. Caleb, thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: No, Jay, thank you for having me on.
1: Absolutely glad to have you. And any final parting? words before we sign off
2: i don't man i just really appreciate i'm humbled to be on your show
1: all right excellent glad to have you caleb all right folks thank you for joining in be sure if you're on youtube or itunes you want to hit the subscribe button be sure and rate and review us and google play all of you we appreciate you being on here i'm jay connor the private money authority wishing you all the best And here's to taking your real estate investing business to the next level. We'll see you on the next show. Bye for now.